Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber coming to you. This is yet another edition of the Word of the King. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there is power, and who may say unto him, What doest thou? And when we talk about the word of the king, we're talking about the King James Bible in the English language. Jesus himself said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. He said, Neither one jot nor one tittle from the law shall fail till all be fulfilled, he said. And so here in the word of the king today, we are going to be discussing the root of the righteous. The root of the righteous. Before we continue in the word of the king, I would just like to have a prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus, the Messiah of Israel, Holy One of Israel, it is to you that I come and I plead for the power of your Holy Spirit to be all over this message today, and for Jesus Christ to have the preeminence once again in the proclamation of your word here in the word of the king as we proclaim him as the root of the righteous. Lord God, I pray to you, God, may the root of the righteous, who is none other, then the root of David, the line of the tribe of Judah, as we shall see, the Lord Jesus Christ go forth by his spirit, quickening whom he will, from the dentist of trust passes and sins, and we just give you thanks, dear God, for how you will be honored and you will be glorified through all of this. For it is in the name of Jesus Christ, again, Lord God, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over all that is said and done here in the word of the King, and we thank you for that blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. For it's in Jesus' name I pray and give thanks. Amen. Start off here in the word of the King today. If you would look at Proverbs chapter 12, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 3, I read here in the AB 1611, King James Bible, A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. Again, a man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. Now right now, I especially want to make note of the second half of that verse, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. And it's because that you, as a mortal man, as a mortal woman, shall not be established by wickedness that you need to be established by the root of the righteous and thereby being established by the root of the righteous not be moved. Now, who is this root of the righteous? To discover who this root of the righteous is, just turn over to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. Starting in verse 1. We're going to read down through verse 5 and then we're going to jump down to verses 9 and 10. Revelation 5, verse 1, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the back side, sealed with seven seals, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book, and to loose the seals thereof? Verse 3, No man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Verse 4, John the Revelator writes, under inspiration of God, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book, and to loose the seven seals thereof. The root of, the David, the root of David, the lion of the tribe of Judah, speaking none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 6, he's spoken of as the, as the lamb, as it had been slain. Having seven, seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God and sent forth into all the earth, we're told. And we jump down here. Verse 9, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, 
speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, the root of David, the line of the tribe of Judah, that lamb that had been slain from the foundation of the world, thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Just a note there in verse 10 of Revelation 5, and how we have been made as believers in Jesus Christ, by the power of God, kings and priests unto our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Now that reign isn't just speaking of a future reign during what's known as the 1,000 year millennium spoken of in Revelation 20, but that reign has actually started now, my friend. According to Ephesians chapter 2, we are seated with Jesus Christ in heavenly places on high. And even as the Lord reigns, so we are currently reigning with him. From the third heaven, though we be here on earth in our mortal bodies and spirit, we're already reigning with him from the third heaven. And no doubt in the future, that reign will be manifested here on the earth. And so it is written, and we shall reign on the earth. We've been made unto God, kings and priests. May God help us, even as we have been made kings and priests unto our God. To talk like it, to live like it, to act like it. And as it was well put recently by the man I consider my pastor in a Bible study that we did on this very passage, the very circumstances that God brings into our life, he brings into our life so that we can reign over those circumstances and not let those circumstances control us. That's right, we ought to be reigning as kings and priests over the, circ over the circumstances of life instead of letting the circumstances of life control us. We ought to control the circumstances of life even as God has ordained those circumstances for our sanctification and our increase in holiness. But anyways, we've officially established the fact that Jesus Christ is that root of David, the line of the tribe of Judah. And as the root of the David, as the root of David, he is the root of the righteous that shall not be moved. Are you established upon the root of David as the root of the righteous? If so, you shall not be moved, but you shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever, according to the book of Psalms. Turn over to St. John 15. St. John, the Gospel of St. John, chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 14 and read down through verse 16. Jesus said, Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. What a blessing it is to be as Abraham the friend of God, to be able to do what he commands us. It's a privilege to obey God. It's a privilege to obey God. It's not a burden if you're born again. His commandments are not grievous, we're told, to those who have been born again of the Spirit of God, but it's a supernatural enabling whereby we are able to obey his commands as friends of the living God. And praise God for that. If you're indeed one of his sheep, verse 15, Jesus says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. He says in verse 16, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. There's the divine election spoken of, God's sovereign grace, choosing us. This is elect to be soldiers for himself and the cause of Christ. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, Jesus said, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. There we see at the very end of that, that he, whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. There's a wonderful promise there of prayer in the name of Jesus. 
And there's no other to pray but in the name of Jesus, my friend. We dare not approach God the Father in the name of Buddha, in the name of now Pope Francis or any other past pope or any so-called saint Catholic cult, supposedly the Roman Catholic cult has confirmed. No. You don't approach him in the name of Krishna, Confucius, Mary. You don't approach him in the name of Allah, Muhammad's Allah. No. You don't approach him in the name of any so-called God. You best only approach him in the name of Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, who is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. But Jesus Christ made it clear. Those whom he has chosen, his elect, they've been ordained that they should go forth as his saints and bring forth fruit, and that their fruit should remain. There we see God ordaining the very perseverance of the saint and the fruit that the saint of God bears. Hence he said, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Again, are you established in the root of the righteous in such a way that you shall not be moved? Have you been ordained by the root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, chosen to be a soldier of his, ordained that you should bear fruit and that your fruit should remain? Whatsoever you should ask of the Father in his name, he may give it to you. If so, rejoice. Rejoice. And be onward as a Christian soldier marching on to war as Isaac Watts, I believe it was, declared in his one hymn. With the cross of Jesus going on before. Take up your cross. Bear it. Whatever approach may come to you for the cause of Christ, may you happily bear it. And so God help me to happily bear whatever approach may come my way for Jesus Christ. For I know I have been chosen of him. I know I've been ordained that I should go forth and bring forth fruit as a child of the living God and that my fruit should remain and that whatsoever I shall ask of the Father in his name, he may give it me. And yes, I'll even add verse 17 there. Jesus said, These things I command you that you love one another. What did he say? But this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have what? Love for one another. It's always time for us as the body of Jesus Christ to love one another and have charity and let our charity abound one toward another as our love first and foremost for Jesus Christ abounds. Proverbs 11, verse 30. Turn to Proverbs 11, verse 30. Proverbs 11, verse 30. We read, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. Well, the righteous branch, the righteous root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, his fruit is a tree of life. And through him, we have the Spirit, and we are able to manifest the fruits of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the temperance, the meekness, the long-suffering, those things which against such we're told there is no law. And he that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth souls is wise. And yes, Jesus Christ is the root of David. He is the ultimate soul winner, my friend. It's not me, it's not you. We're just vessels whereby he, as the righteous root of David, causes his branches, after the Spirit, which you and I as believers are, to spring forth unto life everlasting and fruit, that the Father may thereby be glorified. Proverbs 27, verse 18. Let's continue here with Proverbs 27, verse 18. To borrow a saying that I once heard and how true it is, I thank the Lord that I was born the first time, but I thank Him most of all, that I've been born again 
and marvel not that I said unto thee, if you've not been born of the Spirit of God, born of water, the water of God's word and of the Spirit, you must be born again or you shall not see the kingdom of God. And just as you could not do anything to get born into your earthly family, you can't do anything to get born into God's family. It is all the work of God, just like Jesus Christ said in St. John six twenty nine. This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Hence he also said in St. John six forty four, No man can come unto me, except my father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. We're also told, but to as many as received him, to them give you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And as we shall reiterate, Lord willing, here before the end of the program, again, salvation is of the Lord. But anyways, Proverbs 27, verse 18. Coming up on the halfway point here in the word of the king. I read, Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. The fig tree throughout scripture is symbolic of the physical nation of Israel. And I tell you that the root of David, Lord Jesus Christ, he is ultimately preserving the physical nation of Israel because at the last it is written, as we will uh, get into Romans 11 here before the end of the program, Lord boy, that all Israel should be saved. Now again, that's not teaching that every last Jew after the flesh that ever, ever lived is going to be saved. I know people like John Hagee with their dual covenant theology let teach such heresy, but it's not based on Bible. No, what it's teaching is, is that when the, phys the physical nation of Israel, those physical Jews remain, when Jesus Christ sets his foot down on the Mount of Olives, those that are remain, they will be saved. Every one of them at that time. But Judas, though he was a Jew after the flesh, he is never going to heaven. Those Pharisees that, that conspired against Jesus Christ and were never at any point thereafter regenerated by the grace of God, they died and they went to hell just like every other Jew that rejected Jesus Christ and never were regenerated by the grace of God. Dual covenant theology. That's a heresy that basically teaches that because the Abrahamic covenant was an unconditional covenant given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants, that means that the, Jew, the physical Jew doesn't have to repent and receive Jesus Christ by faith as the Messiah and Lord of heaven and earth. That is a lie of the devil. Jesus said, Except you repent, you shall likewise perish. And even as there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile, that command to repent goes forth to Jew and Gentile alike. Hence why the Apostle Paul, that Jew, that Jew after the flesh, that Hebrew, the Hebrew said, And God commandeth all men everywhere to repent, as it's written in Acts 17. All men includes Jew and Gentile. John Hagee. Anyways, Jesus Christ is the root of David. He's preserving the fig tree. He's preserving that physical nation of Israel for that future fulfillment when all Israel at his second coming should be saved. And he is going to eat. He's going to enjoy the fruit thereof that comes at the last from Israel at that time being redeemed as a nation, though he's already enjoying the fruit of physical Israel by way of those physical Jews who have come to Jesus Christ by the grace of God, of which if names mean anything, I myself am one if last names mean anything. So he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. God help us to wait on him. And if we wait on the Lord, he shall renew our strength. We shall mount up with wings like eagles. We shall run and not go grow weary. We shall walk and not faint, praise God. Alrighty. Again, this is Evangelist Timothy Groover. We are over halfway finished here in the Word of the King. Again, continuing on here. Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 3. Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 3. We read, Who hath believed our report? And whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? 
Who hath believed our report? Jesus Christ said, Many are called, but few are chosen. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Again, many call, but few chosen. Few who believe our report. Few to whom the arm of the Lord is revealed, and yet we know, praise God, that that few are a number that no man can number, praise God, of every tribe, of every kindred, and every tongue, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, the root of David. As we saw earlier in Revelation chapter 5, verse 2 of Isaiah 53, For he, speaking of the root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root, there it is, and as a root out of a dry ground. Yes, the root of David was as a root out of a dry ground. The Lord Jesus Christ, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected a man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. I'm so thankful that God's grace caused me to despise the root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, no more. Over 18 years ago, in March of 1995, when I came to a realization of his love for me and how worthy I was of that love and how worthy I was of the damnation of hell. Thank God he didn't give me what I deserve. Continuing on, Romans chapter 11. Again, Jesus said in St. John 4, salvation is of the Jews and it is written in Jonah, Jonah, the book of Jonah, salvation is of the Lord. Hence, our Lord, when he was here on earth, he was a Jew after the flesh, is the root of David. For salvation is of the Jews, and salvation is of the Lord. But in Romans chapter 11, starting in verse 11 through 18, the Apostle Paul, under inspiration of God, writes, I say then, have they, speaking of physical Israel, physical Jews, say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. Rather, through their fault, salvation has come unto the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Verse 13, For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. You see the apostle Paul here, led by the Spirit of God, to do some holy boasting, and the reason why he was doing some holy boasting here, and magnifying his office, so that he, by the grace of God, might all the more gain the attention of his hearers. Verse 14, if by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. Verse 15, for if the casting away of them be the reckoned sign of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Verse 16, for if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root be holy, so are the branches. Now, if the first fruit be holy there in verse 16, it's talking about ultimately Christ, who is the first fruits from the dead, as King of the Jews, Lord of heaven and earth, Lord over all, blessed forevermore. And also, those first fruits, those physical Jews, who were justified after being down there in Abraham's bosom all that time, in the time in that place known as paradise, there in the heart of the earth. And as if you recall, it's told we're reading the scriptures that they were seen. They were seen of those Jews in that day when the Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We're told in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, for the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. Again, the lump gets its holiness from the first fruit. And Christ has become the first fruits of them that slept. And if the root be holy, again, speaking of the root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, so are the branches. Again, the branches, they get their holiness from the root. I, as one of the branches, I get my holiness from the root of David. Verse 17 of Romans 11, And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou be in a wild olive tree, talking about the Gentiles now, were grafted in among them, speaking of the physical Jews, Gentiles being grafted in among the Jews, made nigh the commonwealth of Israel, as we're told in Ephesians. And with them partakest of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Even so, God has made the Gentiles nigh unto the commonwealth of Israel, 
the Israel of God, partakers of the root, so partakers of the root of David, and all the blessings that are in him. And the fatness of the olive tree, we're told in Romans 11. Verse 17 there. And verse 18, boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Now, but again, we're told, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. <laughs> Remember, Gentile believer, it is the Jew, the king of the Jews, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who bears you. You don't bear him. No. And so, again, by the grace of God, we can be thankful of how he chose the Jewish people to manifest the Savior of the world. To the world, praise God. And he is the Savior of all men, especially them that believe we're told in Paul's one letter to Timothy. Now, Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 3, we're told, how should we escape from we neglect so great a salvation? But actually, before we get there, I want to give one, one more exhortation as we're going to get ready to wind down here in the Word of the King. Psalm chapter 1. Turn to Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Psalm verses 1 through 3 of chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate night and day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. When I think about the root of the righteous not being moved, and I think of those who trust and lean on the everlasting arms of the root of the righteous, the root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ not being moved, I think of a hymn goes something like this. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. In His love abiding, I shall not be moved. And in Him confiding, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved, just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved, though all hell assail me, I shall not be moved. Jesus will not fail me, I shall not be moved Just like a tree that's planted by the waters I shall not be moved I shall not be, I shall not be moved I shall not be, I shall not be moved Just like a tree that's planted by the waters I shall not be moved Though the tempest rages, I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. 
I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. That. Can indeed be your song and is your song and ought to be your song if you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, the root of David. You shall not be moved. You be like a tree. You are like a tree just planted by the waters. And you got the waters, living waters of the Holy Ghost, and you flowing forth just like Jesus promised. And rivers of living water. But again, we get ready to wind down here in the word of the King. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation we're told in the book of Hebrews? Chapter 2, verse 3. It's like this. You neglect the root, the root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ as a Christian, and you have no foundation for continual, daily sanctification or holiness in your life. Let me ask you, are you playing the prodigal? Turn over to Luke 15, starting in verse 17. Talking about this prodigal son. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and despair, and I perish with hunger. Oh, hey, if you're, as it were, a prodigal, and you're like a backslider being filled with your own ways, God help you to come to yourself and realize what a great father you have in heaven, and how whatever you thought the world could offer you, all they had to offer you was sin and death. That's all they had to offer you, and the lies of the devil. Come back to your father in heaven. Come to your senses. Verse 18. This prodigal said, I will rise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 19, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Come back to your father in heaven. Backsliding child of God. Serve him as he's worthy to be served. Be as one of his hired servants. Verse 20, and he arose, talking about this father, or this prodigal, and came to his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran. and fell on his neck and kissed him. Oh, your Heavenly Father, he hasn't stopped loving you one bit, child of God. Though you be a backslider in heart, come back to him. And he will embrace you, as it were, with a kiss falling on your neck. And the son said unto him, verse 21, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more warned to be called thy son. Oh, but the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. Oh, merry heart and doth good like a medicine, Proverbs says. Come back to your heavenly Father and hope will store unto you the joy of his salvation in you, and give you a merry heart that doeth good like a medicine. Now his elder son was in the field. Actually, we're going to stop there. We're going to stop there. For this my son was dead. Actually, I didn't read verse 24 yet. For this my son was dead, the father said, and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Again, come back to your Father in Heaven, and He will give you a merry heart to do good like a medicine. Oh! You reject the root, the Lord Jesus Christ, the root of David, and you have no foundation to stand before God, a holy God, as a sinner, fallen in Adam. For no other foundation can no man lay, that which is laid in Christ Jesus the Lord. And this is what you got to look forward to if you die in your sins as one reprobate, having not the root of the righteous, the Lord Jesus Christ, the root of David, Establishing you in righteousness, 
And that, his righteousness alone, this is what you got to look forward to. Luke 16, starting in verse 19. There was a certain rich man which clothed, was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Oh, but you look down through. This is what the rich man experienced. Verse 23. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, to see Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Indeed, it is written, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars from their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. One lie is all it takes to make you a liar. You were shaped in iniquity. You were conceived in sin. You've been abiding in unbelief. You have not been born again. Jesus put it this way. He that believeth on him, the root of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. It is also written, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, but he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. Behold, now is the accepted time. The day is the day of salvation. It's not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy, he hath saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Again, this has been another edition of the Word of the King. Till next time, may God bless you and yours. And we beseech you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God.